Hey everyone, welcome to the Business Alabama podcast from Business Alabama Magazine. I'm Alec Harvey, Executive Editor of Business Alabama Magazine, and my guest today is Tim Arnold, creator of the musical Road in Auburn. It's a portion of a road in Auburn that plays the Auburn fight song as you drive on it, and it's fast becoming a must-see or must-drive spot in Auburn. Please join us as we talk to Tim Arnold on the Business Alabama podcast. Tim, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Can you tell me a little bit about your background, where you're from, where you went to college, how you got to where you are today? Sure. I uh, I grew up in the sort of suburban oil Gulf Coast. My father was a career man with Shell Oil, and so I grew up born in New Orleans, lived in Houston till about the seventh grade, then back to New Orleans. The way I put it is at, when it came to time to pick a college, I didn't want to go to 13th grade, which for me would have been Tulane or LSU. I needed to, I needed to get out a little bit. And uh, Auburn, there's a quite a big pipeline going from New Orleans to Auburn. And probably for that very reason, it's about a five hour drive. So you're off and independent, but you can easily get home for a weekend. I had an older brother that picked Auburn for all of his own reasons. He was an electrical engineer. He still is. And uh, so for me, I explored and looked around and pursued some interests. But when it came time for me to pick, it was Auburn. It was Auburn engineering. That's where I wanted to put my college career, college education down. So have you used your engineering degree? Did you have an engineering job out of college? Well, <laughs> tell me about your, I, I know your career path, but tell me and yeah, my yeah. listeners about your career path. That's a loaded question because you already <laughs> know the answer. Uh, no, I don't. I'm not a very non-traditional engineer. I had creative interests as a child, as a youth and, uh, and all through college had sort of an interesting career, but loved engineering. I always loved math and science. I loved the problem solving of it. I love the challenge of, you know, conquering the Auburn engineering degree. So I was very proud of the accomplishment, but at the time, the jobs that I was interviewing for weren't jobs I was interested in having. So I took my engineering degree and I moved back to New Orleans and I tried to dive into my passion for film. And New Orleans isn't, wasn't then what it is now with film work increasing there and Atlanta, those sorts of things. So I followed that interest out to Los Angeles and I thought maybe I'd be there for a year or two. And if it didn't work out, I'd get an MBA and dive back into engineering or something like that. But, uh, you know, it stuck. I was hooked and I spent 15 years in Los Angeles. I worked in and around the, the film industry out there. I worked mostly as an editor. I made short films and had small parts on big films and things like that. I've, I've, interesting Hollywood stories to tell someday, but that's another podcast uh, in the end. Yeah. That's somebody else's <laughs> podcast in the end. I just, after 15 years, I wanted to be back in the South and I moved to Nashville and I was trying to plug in there, uh, into that entertainment industry. When I met my wife, who is a development officer for the college of engineering here at Auburn. And it gave me a chance to move back home, come home to Auburn. And so now I am a stay-at-home dad, father of two, and uh, you know she brings home the bacon and I fry it up in the pan. But it, she also indulges me with the creative interests, creative impulses. So I still do some writing. You know, I'm working on a few scripts and things. Just whether or not they're stories that spill onto the page, if they do anything or not, I still write. And I had 
what the focus of our industry was, of our conversation, I had one day the what if of inventing a musical road that played the fight song when you drive into Auburn. Tell me about that moment. It had to do with another musical road, right? I never traveled it personally. I have never been on it, but in, I think the date is 2004, maybe 2008, Honda Civic did a commercial. And their whole commercial was designing, executing, building a musical road. They did it in Lancaster, California, which is north of L.A. Uh, and it's when you drive over it, it's a good long stretch. It sings a big chunk of the William Tell Overture, the Lone Ranger theme. And that, from where I, who I am, where I came from, that mix of science and art, that mix of music and math, just really struck me. And so that commercial, that idea that you could put bumps in the road that your tires would hum a song just stuck with me forever. And I think it was probably around 2015 or so I started thinking, man, wouldn't it be cool if Auburn had a musical road that sang the fight song when you write? My idea was the uh, exit ramps of 85 getting off College Street. Right there at exit 51, both directions, you'd have a fight song. But when you dive into the engineering, the deceleration, the slowing down, plus the red tape of federal interstates, it was almost impossible there. But the idea sort of simmered for a long time. And I tried to hand it off to several people. Hey, wouldn't it be great if you did this? You know, (laughs) tried to give someone my idea. Nobody wanted it. So uh, everybody was interested in it, but it was clear that nobody was going to do it. So about 2017, I started really figuring out the engineering, had a lot of great help from Auburn professors and staff, really smart people that were interested in sort of, uh, what do they call it, reverse engineering something, you know, taking it apart and figuring out the puzzle. And instead of just going out and cutting lines on the road like they had, I, I reworked it sort of from the ground up. It's funny, you you said when you dive into the engineering, and my first thought was anybody could have had this idea, but you probably were coming at it from a different perspective where you really could dive into the engineering. Yeah, Uh, I I wouldn't know where to start. I guess that was a help having all these engineers around you and the engineering background you had. Yeah, it was definitely a help. We had a fun kind of think tank process and a few things that that sort of didn't move forward, but it let, let us explore. Originally, the idea was to put down like some kind of epoxy ridges. You know, we were going to create like a stencil and, and put down some goo that hardened into like a little miniature speed bump. Uh, but that didn't come to fruition at all. But we it led us down the right road. And I had smart people double checking my math. You know, when you say diving into the engineering, I've always said that my engineering degree taught me how to think. And you'd think that an engineer going into the film business would be sort of starting over. But I slowly realized that as a filmmaker, I was sort of I was hungry to understand how the film business worked. And I, I like I said, I worked in editing. I taught myself screenwriting. Uh, I learned how to, you know, all the moving parts worked. And I was thought to myself several years in oh my gosh, I'm an industrial engineer studying filmmaking. You know, just how all the moving parts work together for the most efficient output, you know? And so I knew even then I was using my engineering degree to think, to analyze. And when it came to the musical road, it was the same thing. The Lancaster 
the Civic Honda Road, the Honda Civic Road, they call it, gets it gets some shine every now and then because they they made a few mistakes in the math, and so it doesn't sound exactly like it's supposed to. So that was a good warning for me. And so, like I said, I went a few steps back and looked at the foundational physics of it, how it works, and sort of decided my own path on how I got to the calculations. And so that was something that engineering taught me. And even the collaboration with the, the people that we had in Auburn were aerospace, polymer, you know, mechanical engineer, vibration experts. You know, we talked to a lot of cool people who put their own professional two cents in and helped come up with the right answer, so to speak. How much can you tell me about the process? Is, is it, it's something you put on the road, correct? It's a, it's a, it's a mat like thing that you put on the road. What, what, yeah, what is that, the process? Yeah, that's right. The, the physics of it is basically how far apart the bumps are. That's what translates into the different notes. If they're further apart, it'll be lower. If they're closer together, the bumps closer together on the road, they'll be higher. So the next time you go to the road, look down, and the first note is the long, the lowest note, and it's so those those strip widths are kind of big, and then the second note is the highest note, so you can see that they get a lot skinnier. So that's the basic physics of it, and that just goes straight to the vibration of a guitar string, a piano string, you know, the lips of a trumpeter were blowing in, you know, the vocal cords in your throat. Uh, if they're moving faster, as in bumps closer to each other, it'll be higher. So the whole trick was figuring out the calculations for how wide are those bumps. And then after we figured that out, what we wanted to do was not cut holes in the road, but create something that could be applied to the road so that one, you're not destroying the road. You know, somebody wants to take the musical road away or, you know, when it reaches the end of its life and it's quiet and you want to pull it up, uh, you, you don't have to repave the road. So that was important. You know, someday we hope to get into short-term applications. You know, my dream, if anyone's listening to this, to put down two musical roads on either side of the New Orleans Superdome for the Sugar Bowl. You know what I mean? Like they could pay me to put down two musical roads, one of each team's fight song. And for the month ahead and the week after Sugar Bowl, they could be around. And then we just peel them right up. Nobody has to repave a road for that or anything. This one in Auburn has lasted about two years. And we are this week going to strip up the old material, which is worn thin from compression and friction of tires over all this time, and put down a brand new piece of material. So we're going to effectively restore the musical road back to its original volume, its original tone, which, you know, we've heard in research, the Lancaster road, there's also a road on route 66 in New Mexico that they're wearing down and people are disappointed that they can't hear it anymore. So we hope to have built something that is, uh, you know, periodically refreshed, you know, something that you can reapply every few years when it's wearing down. So you gave me the perfect segue um, mentioning that this is two years old. Two years ago, you implemented this, you put it down. Did you expect it to be the hit that it was? I guess I expected it to be the big hit, but was still really pleasantly surprised that it was. I, you know, I was tickled every time, even still. Sometimes I'll, I'll meet friend of a friend and they'll go, hey, this is my friend Tim. Hey, he's the guy that made the musical road. And the response you get from people is cool. I just, I, I'm lucky that 
the light bulb that went off over my head was something that's fun and something that, you know, school spirit wise connects to so many people. It was sort of a built in audience that people would like this. You know, anyone that loves Auburn is going to love hearing those seven notes of the fight song. This has become somewhat of a tourist attraction. I know that that I've read about it since I've left and and uh, chambers of commerce and tourism boards want people to come see it. Uh, and I know you're involved with the Auburn Opelika tourism board. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. Uh, John Wild and the AO tourism board has been big supporters early on. Uh, I can mention that John is a Michigan state grad like my wife. So they bonded over that and John's been really helpful. And it was actually John and the AO tourism board that is, uh, offered to underwrite the cost for this second installation of the musical road. So we wouldn't be doing this two year refresh without them. Um, so you said you were out there this morning. Are you out there two or three times a week? I mean, do you just like driving over it or, or do you forget about it? <laughs> I, well, I don't really travel that way often, but I, I love going over it. My boys, I have two sons, six and 11 that love, they love it. Uh, they don't get to go over it too often. So I try and bring them over. My wife travels that way to campus every day for work. So she gets to, or has to hear it every morning. She used to say that she was mad at people in, in front of her that would go around it. But then again, I think on some mornings, if we've fussed at each other about something and she's a little sore, but she goes around it too. <laughs> but this doesn't damage tires. I mean, people just go around it because they, they may not be in the mood to sing at the time, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's, uh, it's DOT approved material. They use it in all kinds of other ways. They use it for all kinds of reasons in road construction and things. And I just decided to take it and cut the right size circles, uh, rectangles out of it and stick it to the road. So it's not damaging to the tires or anything. And, and, Really, you know, people want to know how it works. It's simple. You drive over it and instead of, you know, it's like a rumble strip. Really, that's that's all this musical road is. Any musical road is a mathematically refined rumble strip. So if you veer off the freeway a little bit, you'll hear that very crude to tell you to steer back in. Right. Well, this is just, you know, it's just it's just sweeter. It's nicer. That's not as deep a cut. Uh, The material is. I don't even know how much fraction of an inch, you know, it's thin stuff, but it's enough over and over again, repeated that your tire is just buzzing as it drives over this little bump. And I think there's 534 bumps in the Auburn musical road. Oh, now that's a bit of trivia that people need to know that that can come up <laughs> yeah. with, with Auburn trivia. And um, can you tell people who are, are coming to Auburn or who are in Auburn exactly where this is? We haven't described where yeah. it is. We wanted to put it somewhere that was kind of approaching Auburn. And my original thought was on College Street. There's still, I think there's about four of them around town. Those old brick and stone welcome to Auburn signs. And that was where I wanted to put it at first, just so it coincided with that welcome to Auburn. But there's houses within 100 feet of there, and we didn't want the buzzing noise to bother people. So we moved it over to South Donahue. As you approach campus, you can just see the stadium lights of Jordan-Hare in the background. Uh, it's just through. Uh, so if you're coming to Auburn, get off exit 51 at College Street, turn left on South Donahue. You'll drive past VCOM and the nursing school and Lem Morrison Drive has a red light through it. And just through that red light, uh, 
you know, 100, 200 feet or so, there's this road sign on the side of it. And it's just black rectangles in the passenger side wheel spot. And Tim, I think you've answered this a little bit when you talked about the sugar bowl, but is this a one-off for you or are there other ideas you have in mind? I mean, it seems really tailor-made for college towns all over the country. Yeah, it's, it's sort of started as a one-off, you know, I just wanted to make this really kind of a public art piece, you know, but as we developed the idea and found the solution, it, it, it is repeatable and I'd love to do it other places. I've gotten some interest from towns and even a few universities, but nobody's pulled the trigger yet. I've even had, uh, not the country itself, but two different like kind of marketing companies that would throw a big event from two foreign countries asked me to put their national anthem down on the road. Sort of a, like a 4th of July, uh, America the Beautiful kind of thing. And then none of that's happened yet. I'm still forging the business out of this idea. But the idea has been exciting and thrilling. And it's I've worked this hard to do this. If somebody's going to pay me to put a musical road down in their own backyard somewhere, I'm ready for it. I'm looking forward to it. And I've got a sort of wish list of a few places that I'd like to see musical roads. Um, this has been great. And I'd like to, to segue into a segment we call business casual on this podcast, Tim, where, you know, I'll ask you some questions about pop culture, what you're reading, what you're listening to. Sometimes it's business oriented. Sometimes it's not. Uh, sometimes it's just how you unwind. Uh, do you listen to podcasts? Is there a particular podcast you're listening to right now? I'm not a, big podcast listener, but I find when I get into yard work, sometimes I get bored of my same old tunes on my iPhone. So I love listening to Malcolm Gladwell tell stories about unique and interesting things. So Revisionist History is his podcast, and I listen to that more often than anything. That or some kind of singer-songwriter or you know uh, music production. I'm kind of a music geek about things, so I love to hear about how people make their music. Uh, what's the last book you read? Uh, I'm reading Lords of Discipline right now by Pat Conroy and it's sat around paper books sat around passed from a friend for a long time and I'm surprised how much I'm enjoying it and I read Grapes of Wrath recently Steinbeck is my favorite author and when we were suffering our own pandemic of the coronavirus the Grapes of Wrath popped into my head and I said I'm gonna uh, I hadn't read it since high school I suppose so I read that one too so instead of going the opposite direction you decided just to thrust yourself into the depression <laughs> wholesale yeah. I, you know how bad could it be well it could be this bad <laughs> what about tv are you a tv watcher have you binged anything recently yeah, big time. Uh, you know, coming out of the Hollywood thing, I try and digest as much as I can, but I don't feel like things are required reading. So I ask people for recommendations and we follow things. My wife and I love watching a new show or whatever. We have Because a new season came out, we actually went back into Billions and started season one all over again. So I think we're in three, which is probably stuff we've seen, but it was long enough ago that we've forgotten it. So we're just re-binging all of Billions. And Ted Lasso. Who doesn't love Ted Lasso? Um, so what is the best piece of advice you were ever given? You, you've worked in a lot of arenas and done several different things. What What's the best piece of advice you were given? Uh, you know, I could paraphrase this or that or whatever. I had a chance to meet Steven Spielberg once and I asked him that sort of question, advice for a young 
filmmaker who had an idea or whatever. And, you know, he didn't give me an internship or tell me to show up at 8 a.m. on Monday, but he just looked at me and said, write it. I said, okay, okay, I will, I will try. So, you know, because if you're not working, you're not going to make something. The musical road wouldn't have existed if I hadn't, not if I hadn't had the idea, because it would be cool to say, walk around at cocktail parties and say, wouldn't it be cool if Auburn had a musical road? Oh, that's neat. Wow, Tim's got a neat idea. But if I hadn't have, you know, put the effort into it, and there were times where it was a lot of hard work, but it's been exciting. It's been terribly rewarding. And so I encourage anyone, if you have a light bulb go off and it rings something inside of you, just do it. Just work it all the way to fruition and make that thing happen, whatever that thing is for you. Well, Tim, I couldn't think of a more perfect note on which to end this. That was great. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thanks, Alex. It's been a lot of fun. My thanks to Tim Arnold, creator of Auburn's Musical Road, and to you, the listener, for joining me today on the Business Alabama podcast. Until next time, this is Alec Harvey. Find more from Business Alabama in our monthly magazine and online at businessalabama.com.